Hey, everybody, this is Pete from Nashville calling live from the campgrounds at the Barber Vintage Festival in beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. I'm here to tell you to stay tuned to Motorcycles and Misfits, the only podcast that you can get your daily dose of motorcycle knowledge and dildo jokes. Hey there. (laughs) Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage in Santa Cruz, California. It was sunny today. Yeah, it was still sunny. I know, but I feel bad. We keep bragging about our great weather, so I started dropping the weather. It was hot. We'll just tell tell people when it's shitty here. Which is never, never, you know. But yeah. What about new listeners? It's an assumption that it's sunny here. (laughs) So, in the garage tonight, this is Liza. Next up, I got Douglas. Yo. Adrian. Hello. Knock. Jake. Hi. Cody. Hello. Zach. I exist. <laughs> Fruit Loop. No, he doesn't. And a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't blame you for the meow. I mean, it really, what else it's are you basically a shoe. That's my thing. <laughs> it's like that's what people ask me when they're like, "Cat, is it like meow?" And yeah, yeah, I guess so. That works. You got to say hi, Felicia. I just got <laughs> <Bob, laughs> to accept it. Yeah. Hey, and I wanted to do a quick thanks to Pete for calling in and giving us our awesome intro thanks, tonight. Pete. Thanks, Pete. Yeah, Pete. Thanks, Pete. Thank you, Pete. So let's get to what we did this weekend. So um, uh, Mike Fruit Loop and I took a nice little trip down to you guys survived the Pacific Coast Highway San Luis Obispo wow. <laughs> according to my patch we did yeah. <laughs> all three hours of it God. yeah well I mean there's well, all the random gunfire and mines and <laughs> border, border crossings <laughs> you know what I mean it was a beautiful ride and we were supposed to have a few more misfits come with us but bike, flakers, the bikes man. were kind of sketchy yeah, they were. Yes. There was some some things that weren't quite right. And I said, maybe, you know, maybe not the ride to test it out on. Um, Mason so, contemplated going on a supermoto. <laughs> uh, like, no. Nope. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't. Bring um, 10 quarts of oil with you. <laughs> with just Mike and I on able-bodied bikes and not that much traffic, we made really good time when we were riding and then we had plenty of time to pull over we had uh breakfast at nepenthe which is a famous restaurant up on Ooh, top of the mountain nepenthe is wonderful yep. yeah and we stopped at san simeon to go see the elephant seals mm-hmm. and um, took our you, time did you get a speeding ticket through king city we didn't go through king city oh okay um I mean, that's the souvenir collection for the trips to san Luis. Obispo. oh yeah uh. no 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 <laughs> Yeah. No, um, I never saw a cop the we were, entire time. I know, I didn't time. see the cops either. We were um, ass, too. We were making good time, and... Um, Don't we had be a, modest. We were hauling ass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. whose ass? And, um, my, yo, my speedometer was, broke was it, while okay. we were right. Who's going so fast? I thought we were going back to the future, because the numbers <laughs> just started going fucking crazy. Not until the 22nd. <laughs> yeah, was I'm it, dead serious. Hold though. on. We were going fast until I switched bikes with Mike. Then one of us went fast. <laughs> and, and why were you going so fast? Because you're on my bike. <laughs> Pumpkin. It's all, it's all the orange. Because I'm competent on any bike I get on. What's your excuse? <laughs> you know, your, your, your bike felt like an 18-wheeler. <laughs> like, like, like I was taking like an 18-wheeler around fucking turns. I, the I never felt any, I felt it was like a tank. Like there was treads on it. It wasn't real tires. Uh, <laughs> have, have you considered leaning? Listen, let me tell you something about leaning. <laughs> let me tell you a little something about riding hard, all right? I, 
Don't get him started. I was cruising so fucking hard. Bro, I was getting sideways like silly. It was just like an orange blur around the entire fucking ride. The next thing you know, I get on this fucking tank with treads. And and I'm coming up on the corners. Tanks generally have treads. I swear the, to God. The Versus is the tank you're referring yeah, to. Right. I fucking, I had to walk this thing around the corners. I got off the bike and walked around the turns. I was like, this is this thing doesn't turn. I could stop the bike and make it turn. It still won't turn. It just wants to go in a straight line. So that's, you know. Wow. Shit. That's all I got to say. Like I, I realized it's because... He's never ridden an upright bike like that, and he didn't know what to do with it, and his brain went into like panic mode, oh, I and did. he would just freeze up. Okay, to be fair, I rode Douglas's bike the other day, and I tried to tuck on it. <laughs> I was leaned forward the entire time. I was the like, XR, yeah. my arms hurt so bad. And he's like, well, you were leaning forward like you were on a sport bike. <laughs> I, I, had, I definitely had like that feeling every time I come up to a turn, like I'm coming in and everything's good, and I see the turn, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, this thing's not gonna, like, I'm just keep going. I had to like, break all the way down and just like like go slowly through the duck and turns it was crazy I well let me tell you what happened when i got onto his way the hell up there on his sv look at her knees that'll tell you this whole story first of all those rear sets i had to fold my legs up like an accordion (laughs) like a folded chair i was like a folding chair and they're like are you kidding me and then because i don't have the fairing i'm used to as soon as i start riding my ve- my jacket had the vents open and it blew up like the Stay Puft marshmallow. <laughs> and it was riding up and choking me out. I had to ride with one hand on my neck to push the- push it down. And I still... One-handed out- on his bike. Out-rode him. <laughs> yeah, but that bike, that bike is pretty good. I mean, uh, here's the thing is, uh, the thing about the Versus is it sounds fantastic. I would love to take the Oregon trip with it. You know what I mean? If I was going straight up the five, like fucking turns, you know what I mean? Just going straight. Nope. You don't he, feel He anything. called my Versus a straight line bike. Yeah. That's not true. Oh, my Mike, no, you don't know. Mike, Mike. You don't. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I, let me t- First of all, Hold on. Tell will you, you tell, tell them you. this something after I mention that? Coming back while I was riding the verses, he couldn't keep up with me either. So I knew you were doing that shit on purpose, so, and I was like, you know what? I just repainted this fucking thing. I'm not oh, even gonna, you know what I mean? I got nothing oh. to prove here, you know. And I didn't even smoke any cigarettes. So I was like, you know what? I'm stressed out as it is. I don't need this shit. I'm gonna enjoy the ride. And the reason that we went down is slow. Um, I wanted to thank you again, Mike, because you're the one who found out about this. We went down to the vintage bike show down there, was which is really cool. How many? Uh, uh, how many of you went? Just you, Mike, and mm-hmm. Will? Just me and Mike, but we met his two friends down there oh cool yeah the same guys um, who invited us to born free oh, right. there were some really cool vintage bikes there it, was a, it wasn't a huge gathering but yeah. it was all it biker was people intimate. so you know like and uh what what vintage deal like 79 the, the, the oh, no, earliest no, no, no. bike was, was a, a 1910 harley yeah oh okay oh you wanted to say first huh no it's all right um <laughs> it's cute when we do the twinsy thing yeah um there yeah there was a there was a little bit of everything. And I got to meet Gene Romero. Okay. Who's a racing legend. Got his autograph on the wall. He's just Rad. sitting there in a tent. I'm like, hey. Is that him going sideways? Yeah. That's he was dope. a great flat tracker. Um, something happened while we were there that was kind of shocking. Oh, we, yeah, we just missed it. missed it. I'm we glad we missed it. I didn't want to see that. The aftermath. There was people around talking. Wait, wait, wait. Talking. You need to reference the three-wheeler podcast that people were having issues with you talking about in the first place. Trek again? Yeah. Why? Remember you some beef? People were talking about, oh, the fucking trikes are awesome. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Go ahead. Um, there was all this blood on the ground. What? And there was this uh, Cushman three-wheel scooter that had, like, a flatbed in the back <laughs> that had, like, AstroTurf and dog toys. And hmm. it was... Oh, like a no. dog pen in the back. That's yeah, so um, they explained that this, like, 80-year-old woman 
rides this little Cushman around with her dog in back, and she whiskey throttled <gasps> in the parking lot. Wait, how can you whiskey throttle a Cushman? Oh, uh, no. People find ways, man, apparently. <laughs> this guy heard this noise, and he took one step aside, and she sailed right past him, right into the side no of breaks. a pickup truck that's a uh, flatbed and it had a steel frame flatbed oh. with two bikes on top. Yo, and these bikes were probably like $30,000 bikes. On, yeah, on the, on like a Panigale, but they didn't sick. get touched. Okay. But what happened was her front wheel nailed the wheel right into the hub of the this truck and she flew over the handlebars, broke the fairing, plastic fairing with her Smashed body it. and Face planted into the box frame of the, the solid flatbed. steel. Function. How old is she? Eighty. 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 Damn. She yeah. and her dog were both taken away to the hospital. Damn. The, the trike looked like it was in a forty-five degree angle. The trike wow. tacoed itself. Jesus. So where the, your feet go is basically the floorboards. It just folded up, so the handlebars came back to the seat. So this is one of those little Cushman little putt putt. A little kinda. Cushman putt putt, and nobody knows how it happened. Just she was probably just putt putting around. Would it have like a CR five hundred motor? Someone in it? Had a, <laughs> turbo hit a, a nuclear reaction. Yeah, <laughs> the thing on the pipe or something, and yeah. it just went whang. Jesus. I don't know, but it was tragic. So there was this blood on the floor. Folded up. She's yeah. probably on anticoagulants at oh, that's that a point. Bummer, man. No, no, I don't know. She had a gun yeah. down to the bone. But that was the most excitement. And then we we rode back, and you know when there's two people. Whoa, whoa, not whoa, a lot whoa, of whoa, hold on, hold on. I think you're missing one. Thing. Did you guys have a moment on the highway? The fucking place you wanted to go and eat. You fucked um, up. No. What? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. There was a Cajun. This is a there was a Cajun place a I wanted to go eat. We don't care about what you ate. And they, <laughs> we got there right well, as they said eat. we just closed. But it's okay. We went across the street to Mr. Pickles. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Pickles um, rocks actually. Yeah. Sounds like a um, cereal. So killer. we came back and uh, it was just going so smooth. You know, every now and then you come across a car, and I will <clears> preface by saying I felt that neither of us took unnecessary risks or put anyone else at risk. Well, how'd you have any fun? However. <laughs> We were passing cars across the double yellow at 100 miles an hour. Passing cars, left <laughs> and right. <laughs> yeah, that standard, was a lot of fun. Standard operating procedure. Just leapfrogging through. And I love, my verses was great. I actually just, I put it down in a third doing like 70. And I could just quickly leapfrog around cars, you know, with still ample room before yeah. we got to the corner And then engine brake if you have to because a car in front of you just. Yeah, so we both had a really nice controlled uh, not a lot of risk, but a lot of fun. Just yeah, we towards uh, the highway hammered one. all the way home, we and took then the one yeah, that's how we won. Yeah. And then um, we did a good deed. As oh, yeah. we were coming up, we're back now on the freeway coming up, and I saw a broke down Harley on the other side of the freeway. You didn't laugh at him? Did you LOL? <laughs> <laughs> And fortunately, it was really nice that both Mike and I were wearing our built Bluetooth helmets. So I was able to hit the comm and say, hey, how do you feel about doubling back and going to check on them? So he's like, yeah, cool. So we got off the freeway, doubled back, and it was a dude and his wife or girlfriend. It was a fucking Harley. And I said to him, I was like, like, what's the problem? He's like, oh, it's short now. I think it's the radio. And I was like, you know what the problem is? You got a radio on your bike. 
<laughs> this oh. was he had like speakers Ba-dum-ching. all over the place. Oh. This like huge <laughs> stereo so he system. Had, he had an electrical conundrum and because his stereo was hooked up wrong or something. Is yeah, so I told him to? to take his faceplate off of the radio yeah. and yeah. just disable it. And then Mike whips out this toolkit, and <laughs> the guy had gone through all of his fuses. Yeah. Mike whips out a toolkit, and there's the fuse he needs. Pops it in. He's good to go. So we we left and made it back home. So. Janet McCard. I did. Yeah. <laughs> As a shameless, shameless plug, we have a podcast here. You go. Yeah, uh, he was really cool. He's from San Jose, and they're going down to Monterey. Oh, rad. But yeah, so whenever I see somebody on the side road, I want to try and check on them, you know? Yeah, I yeah. generally do, too. Sometimes you, uh, sometimes people are waiting for someone, and you're already squared away. But yeah, I slow down and wave, give them, see if, you know, if a thumbs up is going to Yeah, be. nine times out of ten, they're fine, especially yeah. in the age of cell phones. Right. Um, they're waiting for somebody. But that one person who's yeah. stuck in the middle of nowhere with a kill switch on their kickstand switch yeah. that is fried <laughs> out... They're gonna appreciate you. Yeah, I've been there, and I've definitely appreciated oh. it. Well, the funny thing was that there was a guy standing there with him, looked like his brother, mm-hmm. same exact outfit, almost the same motorcycle. And as soon as we pulled up, the guy was like, "Oh, okay, I gotta go. Uh, yeah. I'll see you well, later." Yeah, he and had I'm no like, fuses; he couldn't help him. Yeah, yeah. I would, you know, if this guy's got his cell phone, you'd think he'd call his friend and be like, "Hey, this is what's wrong." You know, the guy yep. would come with something. It's well, like he came with his fucking his leather vest and his bike, and he's like, "Maybe I could I, help you out." I will tell you the only downside. Um, to the trip, um, and let me say this, cat. Can you do me a favor? Go outside to the fence around the dumpster and get the helmet sitting on top of the fence. Oh God! Right. Uh. Um. So the only thing that is annoying about riding with Where's Mike, the everything else was perfectly lovely. However, he's a smoker. He's, he's fucking slow. He no, likes no, no. to no, take no, his no. time. After you've put your helmet and gloves on, he's that guy who's pulling out a cigarette Yo, and going. Don't say I'm slow in front of like, the new guy. Come on. <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on. Let me just have a couple puffs. Yeah, listen. Let me tell you something because you're so, bullshitting me talking you. about let let you know. Oh, we're gonna stop again in a little bit, and I'm like, that's an hour from now. <laughs> that means that's two hours from last time I smoked a cigarette. And I'm getting fucking irritated. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm just saying, I'm a smoker. You know, he's a smoker. He needs to smoke. So, Doug, I want to show you what I invented today. Where's the dog? This is a brand new <laughs> Moto awesome. Bandito. I apologize for the page. Oh my god! This is the smoker's helmet. It's windproof too. Does it work? It does. We yeah, tested it. it. I have pictures. So what we've done here? Drilled a hole. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so they're taking a showy or an awry looking sport bike helmet it is a show drill the hole through the face mask and (laughs) attached a jar because you need to be windproof so it doesn't (laughs) blow your flames out yeah why is it gold because uh, fuck you, that's why. You, that's why. My bike is golden. I think we do. We do need an exhaust vent on there. That yeah. Blow the smoke yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're missing this one the, little thing there. This is the Kevorkian. So I thought it was brilliant. Jar. So Mike, go ahead and smoke while you're riding. It's okay. I'm, look, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I, enough, I have a solution. I don't know how that well that helmet's going to work because the gold doesn't go with my bike. But we can paint it orange. Now you got a deal. But the thing is, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a hose, I'm going to hook it up into my thing, like, uh, I don't know, like future style. Just fucking drill a hole and stick the thing in there. You're going to look like Immortan Joe smoking your cigarettes. Yeah, it's going to be fucking bad. And then it's going to be just smoking out of the helmet like like Ghost Rider, but with smoke. You know what I mean? So smoke rider? Smoke rider. (laughs) But it was a really good time. The other thing um, that really made it worth it is I bought a brand new Airhawk seat. And a poster. And a poster. 
Oh, uh, yes, yes. Is that thing yeah, awesome? Like Y'all your, didn't uh, see my new Dikes on Bikes poster. Dikes on Bikes poster. Um, that, that, oh, that's cool, man. That is awesome. There's no hell on wheels like Dikes on Bikes. Oh, look at them titties, son. <laughs> right? God damn, look at that whip. Titties don't... I, there's something bike. about a dike chain whip? on a Harley <laughs> with a, a chastity belt, boobs hanging out, and a whip. That looks like my, my CB400 TV with the pipes. Me. I want to get yeah, invited to that party. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just want to say you that. You have to Air go through Hawk, a couple surgeries first. This is true. Airhawk seat, <laughs> seat is really nice. I didn't get numb butt at all. And the trick is you hardly inflate it. So it just gives oh, you a little cushion of air. Oh, it's adjustable inflation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you'll have to sit on it. It yeah. was nice. That's why I switched bikes with him, because he kept riding and standing up, and I thought his ass hurt, so I was trying to give him a break. No, no, I'm good. Yeah, I've got the good. fucking, I got iron ass. Right? Not, right? <laughs> Not tell him I'm well, fucking, he is I'm a yeah, rider. You, you cruise pretty hard. I yeah. fucking ride hard like a motherfucker. <laughs> so um, I wanted to get right to uh, what we're talking about tonight, because I'm kind of excited about this. Let me get into this introduction. So we have our friend Cody here. So let me tell you a little bit about Cody. Uh, Cody, let's see. 2010. His, his bike is orange, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's all you need to know. That's all I need to know. He's fucking <laughs> cool. Keep, so wait a second. Keep your pants on, man. He is <laughs> the, he's the pumpkin king. Wait, I just realized that you just really want a KTM sport bike, right? No, no, no. I, I want pumpkin the way she is. <laughs> so, Cody, 2010 trials champ. You've won, you said, six medals at X Games now in the Enduro Cross. Yep. The 2014 AMA Enduro Cross champion and the current points leader in the AMA Enduro Cross, not to mention going pro at trials when you were 15. So you've accomplished a lot already. I want to hear about broken bones. <laughs> we'll get to the broken bones tonight. So we, we can step outside and talk about them. I wanted to officially introduce, we have Cody Webb here with us. Thank you for coming. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, Thanks yeah, for having me. It's really you. cool to have you here. Yeah, yeah. no problem. I'm stoked to be here. It's fun. Yeah. I mentioned that... Um, it's a legit celebrity here. <laughs> <laughs> We're, We're almost kind of semi-sort of famous. <laughs> yeah. We're almost legitimate, <laughs> in fact. I know. We've all been getting into dirt and learning more about it, so we all have Wait, a respect. Can I ask him to do me a favor? Can you just say, um, I'm kind of a big deal? <laughs> I <one>. am. <laughs> just, say just say it, please. I'm good at what I do. I I'm all right at Mike, it. Mike, you can't beat him. He, he's too, he's going to outsmart you every time. I know. Time. He's, he's, he's humble. He, yeah. I, I've, been che- I've been checking out his interviews. This guy knows how to not get put into a <laughs> corner. I, 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 I actually p- tell people I'm only good at what I do because no one else wants to suffer through and do it. So it works out well <laughs> then in he, my favor. You could say, people know me. <laughs> people know me. <laughs> so, Hell yeah. Um. We'll get into Endurocross because that's really what you're reigning champ of now. But let's start with how you got into riding. All right. So my dad actually used to compete in trials when I was younger and was a California state trials champ in the 80s. And, you know, he, he grew up riding. I think he started when he was 12 and had people in the neighborhood that kind of all grew up together and would go to events so so if you had gone into like politics you would have been the family failure yeah (laughs) (laughs) definitely so naturally you know two years old i was going to events with my dad and i was forced to ride without training wheels at two because basically on a bicycle i was going through all these potholes and just getting hung up with on the training wheels just spinning in one spot so 
training wheels off at two and first motorcycle right before I turned four and wow. never looked wow. back from there. Damn. Jesus Christ. This is how you breed champions. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah, even I guess, like. Uh, I have to step up my game on Hayden then. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah I didn't I even like learn to talk till I was like 13 and shit. <laughs> uh, I got news for you now. Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> So, um, and you're right here from right south of Santa Cruz in Watsonville. Yep. Which is, yeah, just our neighbor here. So you are a local boy. Um, so where'd you grow up riding? Uh, I grew up in Aromas, which is just right outside Watsonville. So we had about three acres of property. So (sighs) a little bit riding there. And then actually my dad was a member and, and my uncle as well of the, Santa Cruz County Ridge Runners Motorcycle Club. Wow. So they had 80 acres of private property up in the Santa Cruz Mountains. So wow. got to basically Jealous. just ride trials up there my whole life. And, you know, Hollister Hills is a pretty well-known OHV area. So you'd slum it at Hollister Hills, basically. Yeah, I'd go there a little bit, but, you know, it's kind of tough because trials bikes are hard to register. Yeah. So at what age yeah. did you realize how fortunate you are? probably about 10 years old <laughs> like not everyone gets to do this actually speaking of, actually trials um do you ever go to the metcalf for trials i i've never been there specifically for trials okay i, I didn't gonna, even know they had it because i they have a small trials area yeah, yeah i've seen it a yeah they have times. two actually they have two they have one in the back in the moon rock area uh, okay but you do trials stuff on regular dirt bikes though now i do yeah, I, I so, saw that video where he's in the uh, uh, the wasteland. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Crazy. So we're starting with, so for people who don't know what Trials is, Cody, you can probably summarize it better than I. So Observe Trials, it's based on a point scoring system. Mm-hmm. It's not about being the, the fastest racer, which is like all other two-wheel sports. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's you have observers who go you basically score you through an and they call them sections so it's a ribbon off area and different classes have different markers they have to go through and it's like golf and the lowest score wins at the end of the day and you get points added to your tally for putting your feet on the ground or crashing so it's just incredible technical skills and knowing where your tire is and traction at at all times and it's kind of doesn't get the respect I feel it deserves. Yeah, yeah. So, it's because um, you definitely. have no seats. That's why. Yeah, we right. go, what the <laughs> fuck with these bikes? So could you describe the differences between a normal bike and a trials bike? Yeah. All right. Trials bike, we have super gummy rear tires with knobbies, and they're really close together, so it's not going to throw dirt and roost everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, way di- so way different tires. We're running only about five pounds of pressure oh wow in the rear so it's it's really soft and gets a lot of traction what what size are they usually um you know they they have mini mini bikes for kids but you know the the average size is about a 250 to 300 two stroke and wow honda has I mean, a what, 250f i was Wait. talking about the tire specifically but yeah 250 cc for a trials bike yeah wow. they launch i thought yeah. they i, I thought they, they were much out. smaller displacement yeah I thought they were well, everyone thinks they're like little toy baby bikes and like the first person ever gets on them they usually loop out because they have an insane (laughs) amount of torque and they're geared really low yeah so i guess you gotta like place your weight in certain places yeah it's all about where you're where you're standing they're super specific to basically only being good for trials riding and so nothing else cat had a good summary for what trials riding is what did you say it was 
Uh, it looks like parkour for motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's what I'm going to start introducing it as. Yeah. It, it has like a horrible history of being like the ballet of motorsports. It just yeah. sounds so lame. Yeah. Yeah. Not that um, ballet is easy yeah, or anything, but it's not like that. mean. But I like the parkour of motorcycles. Yeah, yeah I like parkour too. So yeah, parkour, it's, parkour. so that's yeah. where you <laughs> where you learn to go over like obstacles and stuff. And I don't know how you'll s- you'll obstacles, but go, like well, you'll go over a field of rocks and you make it look like glass. You're just skimming over. Is that that's something? I guess. Do you have a skill superpower that you can just see the path? <laughs> You yeah. have to be like a superhero Look, to see that. Path. Looking at, looking ahead is really crucial, and that's you know whenever you, a lot of people, they always focus on basics, and each sport has their own basics, and you know you need to look ahead and pick your points. And I find myself time and time again, even with how much time I've spent on the bike, you look at something you don't want to hit, and you always end up hitting it. So it's really about hand eye coordination, target and, fixation, yeah, yeah. target, mm-hmm. yeah. So you went pro at trials when you're 15. I'm I'm guessing at 15, you probably could be pretty accomplished. Then it's not like we're, are there a lot of young people or are you a uh, what, are they, what do they call them kids? Uh, prodigy. Prodigy. Oh, I like to think of myself that I used to be a trials prodigy, but it, it never really panned out. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I have a national championship to my name, and then two indoor national championships which is kind of like taking everything you would see out in nature and the outdoors and bringing it to a venue for it's easier to people to watch kind of like have an outdoor motocross and then supercross yeah because it's like more spectator friendly trials from a spectator is really freakish it's like how is this even yeah. damn possible how do they like, just climb that suburban yeah. um, car yeah you <laughs> yeah. just like you you kick flip your damn bike onto a goddamn ledge and that's like what <laughs> how is this even you know like, <laughs> what happened to the laws of physics? Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've, like, I've, you'll see them landing on like a two-inch beam or something in a wheelie, and then just like bounce a little bit, <laughs> spin the bike like ninety degrees, and then just like jump six feet in the air to somewhere else. It's fucking. Crazy. So you never did like BMX or anything. You went. You just were always. Yeah, I used to have a trials bicycle. I've always played around with bicycles, but never yeah. really a BMX guy or anything. I, yeah, I'm not that good at it. I wish I was because it looked cool, but. I do it on a motorcycle, so it's it's less work. You know, you just let the motor do half. Yeah, the, but half motorcycles the work. are more cool than bikes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't <laughs> pedaled in twenty years. Right? Have you? That's, uh, that's work. Been competitively doing this since since you turned fifteen, or have you taken breaks, or do you need to take some time for yourself for a while? Are you just like hardcore all the time. Go go go. I've you know pretty much been hardcore ever since uh, going pro at fifteen, and I kind of missed a little couple because they have a sanctioned AMA national trial series mm-hmm. and so I think 2005 was my first pro year in that and 2012 I missed some of the rounds or maybe it was 2013 2013 I missed pretty much almost the whole series because uh, I had an injury riding my dirt bike uh. and then kind of just been hit or miss since then in the trial series and made my appearances here and there and you know still kind of up near the front but i'm just not putting the effort in to being at that top level and it's this year i i rode the series all of them for the first time nice since 2012 and mm-hmm. i wasn't exactly happy with my performance because uh. <laughs> everyone else is catching up to me now and yeah. yeah you know i knew where i was before and 
to see myself kind of take a little bit step backwards. I think it's more of like a mental, you know, if you're not doing it all the time, you're not as comfortable. And yep. So, gotcha. you're, so you're still actively competing. In yeah, I finished the trial series this year. Uh, I missed around because I had they do like a best of ten series, so like nine out of ten rounds. Mm-hmm. Like you get a throwaway and. I, I raced a, an extreme enduro, so I already had a throwaway, and then I did an overnight flight after doing an extreme enduro, and then I fell and busted my face and got had to go to the ER for stitches next Jeez. to my eye. Ouch. And then the next weekend, I got I woke up with the stomach flu, so I missed I never missed uh, an event event I was at. I never had a DNF or DN, did not start in ten twelve years or something like that. And then I had two this year, so it was. Uh, did, did it mess with you psychologically? Like, damn it! Like, what yeah. the hell, man! Like, I was not feeling it. I guess. Yeah. I had my moments, but it was never a whole day of right in the groove. True. So, well, I mean, you've been focusing on enduro cross a little bit more, right? Yeah, that's pretty much my main. Yep. So let's let's get into enduro cross because it's pretty new sport still. Um, it was just sanctioned by the AMA in 2007, I believe. Um, and it was added to X Games, what, in 2000? 2012. 2010? Or something like that. 2012. 2012. Three years ago? 2012 was the first year for Enduro X. But then there was one year when X Games went global, so we had a bunch uh, of rounds. Yeah. So... You had to have had you can't just go from trials into ride like a bat out of hell in enduro cross. So how did you get into that? How did you get that speed? Well, 2007, like you said, was the first year was AMA sanctioned series. So they mm-hmm. had, I think it was a, it was always a one off event, and they had three rounds, and a bunch of my buddies were killing it on trials bikes. They used to allow trials bikes to race against the, the big bikes. Yeah, and it was such a new sport that dirt bike riders didn't figure it out yet and trials guys with their crazy technical skills it was kind of second nature yeah so all my buddies i beat were doing really good i'm like i can do this stuff (laughs) and uh i tried it out and i realized that i was out of shape and didn't know what the hell i was doing (laughs) and i've had those moments yeah. yeah so you know the next year uh, I never even owned a dirt bike growing up because my mom always told me they were da- too dangerous. <laughs> um, so your, mo- I, your mom was right. I, yeah, she probably was. But I, I proved her wrong. You know, I, I bought my first dirt bike when I was 19. It was like two weeks before the uh, finale of the Enduro Cross Series, and I actually bought it from Morin Sons right here in yeah. San Diego. Yeah. So oh, was it KTM? Oh, yeah. What was yeah. it? Yeah, KTM. KTM. Yeah. Well, they have Husqvarna and uh, Husaberg if you actually want to buy one of those. When you crash, <laughs> do, you, do you bleed orange? I do. Uh, that's good. <laughs> but I didn't for a while, but I'm back to bleeding orange again this yeah. year. So, so, so uh, sorry. I, I just want to say, let's first establish exactly what Enduro Cross is. So, it's the legitimate child of trials and supercross is i wouldn't call it legitimate but <laughs> it's a it's, it's ama sanctioned yeah it's a it's a so. blend between supercross and and i think trials but mostly it's just it's supposed to be like an aspect of all types of off-road racing yeah put into a venue for spectators to see the whole thing if people go back east to grand national cross country series race and it's three hours yeah and you see your rider 30 seconds a lap to maybe see the person two minutes the whole race and right. enduro cross just puts all of it in like an intense action like water holes logs rock sections jumps tires, tires yep. 
Uh, they've even had cars before. So it's just a kind great just whatever it is, just throw it in there. Yeah, yeah. whatever they got laying around. <laughs> throw some pallets in there. Yeah. It is much more exciting. It was, yeah, it's, like it's very exciting, ass. high energy, and it's all right there for people to see. And everyone, unfortunately, loves crashes. Personally, that's the only reason why I watch highlights of NASCAR because I like crashes. <laughs> <laughs> and Enduro fair. Cross, you know, it's a little bit slower pace. It's like we're not going to. You're not break pull- both our ankles coming crashing off a triple like supercross as we say you're not pulling a triple across yeah. uh, pit, pit of rocks so for how unsafe it is it's pretty safe yeah yeah this, i found slow motion crash highlights on on youtube that were pretty spectacular well i mean this shit looks super exhausting though i mean like I, i'm obviously this awesome shitty body that i've worked on for 30 years <laughs> body i mean i can't it. i can't do that you know body like <laughs> Just no, picking up body, your bike and having to kickstart it, and you're in the middle of fucking rocks, and you're like, oh, <laughs> shit, what are you going to do, man? Can I ask you a te- quick technical question? Yeah. Um, so when you're doing things like jumping up on cars, are you just pushing down on the shocks and using that, or how do you do that? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we're going that? We're going in depth now. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I like to try and use the suspension to my advantage, and there's so much going on at once, but everyone always talks about using the suspension to help you and get the rebound. So... Yeah. Mm-hmm. As I approach it, I'll push down on the the forks and shock and compress and compress it and basically pull up as the suspension's rebounding to get that lift. And yeah. then while you're pushing down, you're pulling the clutch in and revving the crap out of the motor. And when you pull up with the rebound on the bike, just dump the clutch and hope that you get enough lift. Now, Jake, if you're going to practice this, cover your rear brake with it your right do foot. Don't do it on the yeah. Nighthawk. Don't do it on the Nighthawk. That's what I want to do. I found um, yeah. uh, an interview we, we've you been seen before. where you were explaining that it's all about the rear wheel. Just get your butt back, keep the front wheel light, and you said you'll always know what your rear wheel is doing. Yeah, it's, you know, coming from trials background, I'm, I'm really cautious and aware. You never want to break traction. Yeah. And... You know, a lot of times the more moto-oriented off-road guys in Durocross get a little wild. I was about to say, um, that's I've seen polar opposite to like yeah. um, dirt biking style where it's, you know, where your front is and your rear will catch up to you. Yeah. Um, so how do you, doing Endurocross, which is the bastard love child, yeah. how do you <laughs> deal with that? <laughs> well, at first, when I first started Endurocross, I was slow as shit, but I got the, all the obstacles really clean. Yeah. Yeah. And... I would still do good, but I was just so slow everywhere. I wasn't really one of the top guys. I was just always consistently there. Yep. And it was a couple of years ago now, I really started getting the results I was looking for after doing a bunch of moto practice because I was taking what those guys were better than me at and catching right. up and trying to. Yeah. So um, now you- all those guys are trying to do all the trial stuff to compete with me on the tougher parts it's easier to learn to slide than to control yeah probably um are you doing training with anybody in particular do you have a coach that you're working with or no coaches i've pretty much done it all myself and riding with guys and wow cool so yeah what what uh, what's involved with your off-season training is it just continuous uh trials continuous off-road motorcycling or bmx or or cycling i know a lot of people sex drugs and rock and roll yeah Yeah. is it just parties all the time or yeah it's actually a lot of partying um (laughs) no it's it's a mixture of a lot of things i like to keep it fun and Mm -hmm. not do the same thing and you know wear myself out but i like i do a lot of cycling both road cycling and mountain biking 
uh, Santa Cruz is just prime real estate for yes, it is. mountain Epic bike even. riding. Yep. And I love that. Sometimes I probably go too fast on the descents, but <laughs> it's really fun. And then a lot of road biking to stay conditioned, but I don't get to do as much as I'd like to recently. I feel like I've got a lot, pretty busy schedule going on. Yeah. I don't do too much stuff at the gym. Everything I do is kind of more balanced and nothing really heavy yeah. weight oriented because I'm so I'm six foot three, so my power to weight ratio isn't as good as some of the other guys naturally. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you have a hard time managing your time though, or is it is is this one well, of those things not, you can Well, not. You know what else he does? What? He's in school. Oh shit! Full time. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't have as much time as I'd like to. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait, okay. you're a full time student? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. I've done. I've pretty much been doing nine units consistently. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. And, okay, and, and that's, uh, so that counts. That counts really? as full time. Tell them what you're getting your degree in. This ain't no basket weaving. Mechanical engineering. Oh, oh. shit! <laughs> God damn it! Must have yeah, He's better looking and smarter uh, than you. I know. I know. I was like, yeah. You sure you want to just don't want to take up welding at all? I, mean, I really oh. wish I would have done something else because I probably would have been done probably yeah. three years ago. But that's just brutal, man. I'm in this far now. I'm not. I'm not turning around. Yeah. How long have you been in school for? Let's see. I'm 27. <laughs> oh, I started right. when I was 19, and I missed a year, so yeah. I'm pretty much a doctor at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, seven year plan. Yeah. So uh, you got past statics and all that, and all, all that crazy. Yeah, yeah. Statics, dynamics. Oh God. Vibration and controls. Just put a knife in my eyeball right now. It's horrible. Calculus. Oh, so you you mentioned on, a little great. earlier about this about the senior project you're working on. Tell us about that. Yeah. So basically, to graduate from with a mechanical engineering degree you have to do some type of senior project mm-hmm. in a group and kind of replicate you do some in the real world or you know and there's some options out there for you to do they recommend stuff and none of them sounded appealing and the reason <laughs> i want to do mechanical engineering so i want to do stuff related to what i love to do so hell yeah we're a group of us are basically building some type of electric dirt bike conversion kit so we did our yeah. dirt bike porn search on Craigslist and got a, <laughs> a YZ250 for, oh, okay. for okay. 800 bucks. And what are you going to do what? with the engine? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I could donate the engine to you guys, but... Two of my buddies have... Doug just got a boner. Have, a, <laughs> have some type of... <laughs> Uh, moto motor class or something, and they're the teacher wants them to do a demonstration of a teardown. So yeah. we can give them a hey. better engine for teardown. Yeah. yeah, we have lots of seized engines here. Yeah. <laughs> four cylinder one over there. Oh, yeah. yeah, not just one, it's four. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. Four times the headache. Yeah, exactly. So you're doing a a conversion. Uh, aren't we already there though? I mean. Wait, well, I, you have street street bikes, you know, or a lot of people who do these conversion kits are taking like those old four cylinder motors, like we got sitting right there, and this just an incredible room for a huge battery pack. And our idea was to do a, a dirt bike, like a legit dirt bike, and zero motorcycles in, in yeah, Scotts Valley has yeah. has some, but you know they've actually stepped out of the. the they don't do. Market. They don't do. A uh, dirt bike anymore? Yeah, they yeah, they dirt. That's, that's how they got their start. Right. But have you ridden electric dirt bike? Uh, I rode the one of the original zeros. I was kind of like a more of like the mountain bike mm-hmm. model one. Gotcha. So zero actually sponsored our project with a motor and a motor. Nice. Controller. You got hooked oh, up. So sweet. I got yeah. hooked up. Yeah, hooked up. 
We we have contacts too. So thank you, Zero, out. if anyone's listening. <laughs> yeah. Zero motorcycles. They actually do listen. Make sure I'm not slamming them too badly. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we love them. We like we, we like Zero. We went up there for a tour and yeah, it was fun time. Stuff. They showed and, us their uh, yeah. They showed us their military model, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we we also are friends with Electric Terry here in Santa Cruz, who's setting uh, records, doing distances on electric bikes. Hmm. So yeah, we're, we have some connections. Just saying, you know. Yeah. You need some help, but don't you find that? I mean, especially if you're used to lightweight bikes. Yeah, they're not. Uh, yeah, how's this? I mean, this is a tank for you. Well, I we're we're working. You know, it's it's a work in progress. But okay, um, you know, I know right now the technology isn't exactly the best for electric mm-hmm. vehicles. The motors are good. We're what we're limited with is batteries. Yeah, and you know, companies like Tesla now there's Alta motor motorcycles. That are going to go in production here soon, and everyone's yeah, I'll believe taking that a I punch it. at it. Yeah, but you know, Sorry, it's, I hear we're, so much we're all eco-friendly. I do my I do my fine part in tearing up the dirt and ruining the atmosphere, so I might as well give back and try and do the project. <laughs> Actually, um, I got a question around the tearing up and ruining the atmosphere and electric bikes. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you consider electric bikes and what you see in a zero KTM free ride and the rest being competitive with what you do in enduro cross right now with the battery technology and the weight and the motor and everything? I don't see it. I've, if the people put the budget in to have like titanium components and all this stuff in the motor, unobtainium, unobtainium. Yeah. Basically I think the coolest part about electronics is the ability to code and program different mapping systems or stuff right on the fly like that some of the, a lot of the new dirt bikes and street bikes now i know they have programmable programmable ignitions but mm-hmm. it really doesn't uh, change the curve that like much. for power delivery yeah, yeah okay change the mapping function so yeah. uh with electric motors you have way more control of that mm-hmm. but the weight all that stuff's not there yet. we're we're some years out i think yeah but I'm starting now, and then you know maybe when I'm retired from racing, I can. You need you know, to make friends like with some software engineers, dude. I know. I really hate the software part of it. All. <laughs> um, Something about sitting on the computer, I just I can't it's, handle it. It's yeah, it's kind of soul sucking unless just, you really just enjoy put a, it. Hey, a dirt bike. Some seat of us on do your, that soul sucking chair. for a living. Yeah, we, yeah, we have soul soul suckers in our garage. I, I got a question. Yeah. I got a question for you. So when you're when you're when you're racing and stuff like that, some people are sponsored. And say if you're watching like the uh, super uh, super sports and stuff like that, the street bikes. Like, they have people who, like, work on their bikes and do shit on the fly. And, and, like, basically these guys just get on and off of a bike that's completely geared up. Like, are you at these places pulling up in your own trailer, doing all your own work and gearing? Or do you have, like, a crew that does stuff for you? Uh, For me, it's it's pretty much a mixture of both. I can do it all myself. At home, I'm I'm usually doing it all myself. And actually, the... I was my mechanic came down over the weekend and we spent the last two days similar to what you guys do yeah. working on bikes. So along with the bad uh, jokes and the bad beer, there was not an, enough beer. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> but never enough. <laughs> but you know, it's like the guys like the factory KTM riders, factory Husky stuff like that. They just show up, go and ride, and everything's done for them, even practice bikes. But. Um, the funny thing is, I I'm beating those people, and I don't have that luxury. So, <laughs> but, you feels know, damn good, doesn't it? Oh, that damn. feels satisfying. Good. <laughs> Timing hasn't always worked out for me the best since uh, since I've been doing this. So I'm hoping yeah. hoping things change. But 
you know, it's good to be able to do the best of both worlds. And, you know, there's a, a really big off-road race every year, the, the International Six Days Enduros, which is like a FIM thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's basically the Olympics of off-road racing. So all the huh. countries compete against each other. And you have to work on your own bike there. So Red. off-road guys, we're all pretty capable for the most part yeah yep. i feel like and you kind of have to be like motocross and supercross some of them are the guys in the back of the pack are but the you know kids grow up from nine years old till they're pro without ever even knowing how to change a tire it's pretty yeah. crazy oh that's weak huh. that's so crazy. actually um you're mentioning um the fem contests and the big enduro things um Tell us about Erzberg. Yes. Okay, we're no, we're about to make yes. that segue. Yeah. <laughs> just because. Oh my god. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Probably the coolest part about Erzberg is just the people that come watch it. It's yeah. it's incredible. Like this tiny little mining town. Oh. It, okay. Well, the town is tiny. The mine is incredible. The mine is not Brief tiny. explanation yeah. for those who don't know. First of all, go onto YouTube and <laughs> type in Erzberg, E R Z B E R G, and then rodeo. So this is in Germany, and it's Austria. A, Austria. It's a quarry. Mine. Mine. <laughs> Big hole in the ground. They just cut the side of a mountain down to just nothing. It's incredible. How many yeah. riders start on this? So they basically sign, like, the entries are full within two days, and there's 1,800 riders Holy shit. at this event. What it's incredible. Fuck? So 1,800 riders start. How mm-hmm. many finish? Three. So there's a prologue where you race up the through the mine roads, and the the roads are massive, but you know there's sheer cliffs from each tier yes. to tier. So it was foggy the year I went, and mm-hmm. you couldn't even really see. And I was as fast as the bike would go. I should have geared it taller. I didn't know. Yeah, but. <clears throat> I couldn't even see, and I, I'm like, oh, I think there's a corner coming up here, and I'd let off, and I'd be like, oh, shit. No, that wasn't the right spot. <laughs> so it's crazy to just be as fast as the bike will go, yeah. wanting is, more, but still can't uh, see. And right. How long does it take to do a lap there? This is a huge course. It's a yeah. multi-day oh. thing, correct? Yeah, so there's two days of prologue qualifying, so you need yeah. to qualify in the top 500. <laughs> okay. And then there's rows of 50 that take off for the main race on Sunday yeah, that two minutes, uh. every two minutes, a row of 50 goes. So 500 people, prologues are about 11 minutes wide open. And then the actual race is, it's about, I forget how long they said it was, maybe only 30 to 35 miles, but it's absolute hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So we established like 1,800 people start. How many people finish? This... The year I went, it was the year most finishers ever finished, and I think they increased the time because you had to finish. No, you had to be within four hours, but um, I guess they added some sections, but everyone's just getting better at this stuff and getting prepared for it in training. It's kind of not a new thing anymore. But this year, only four people finished, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I guess three. So so the year you did it was four people? No. No, How many people finished? The year I did, I think 26 people finished. So it went from 1,800 to 26. Damn. And what was your time? Uh, I wasn't happy with how I finished, but I got 10th. But you did finish. 10th. You I got finished. finished in 10th. And I had the 
probably one of the worst races in my life. Yeah. Oh. Well, what, what, it was what the fog? I'm going back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you're, you're going okay, to cool. get yes. first, right? Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I do definitely want to get first, but be the first Is American it, to get it's top like three there. Would be bragging rights. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want what a made, Misfits jersey? You can wear it. Yeah. What made it bad for you? What what the fact other than the fact that you won tenth or well ride as well as you thought you did? I I made the first. I've qualified in the top fifty out of the first eighteen hundred. So. Um, right off the start, I uh, had a good start, and we go up the first hill right out of the mine. You start in the very bottom of okay, the mine. You go this up is... like a freaking 50 degree. It's pretty yeah. steep. Yeah. Legal. But someone crashed right in front of me, and I ran into him on oh. the hill. So I had to turn around, and I went from basically being in the top 10 up the first hill to like 45th. Oh, yeah. And I had to fight through the pack. And then at the time, Austria. If you're familiar, that's where KTM is built. So mm-hmm. yeah. they yeah. literally bleed orange there. And at the time, I wasn't bleeding orange. Yeah. Oh. And I was not getting any help no. in the help oh, section. No uh, what were you riding? I was riding for Beta, which is an Italian right. manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, what, what kind of bike was it? Like a 250? 300 two-stroke. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, when he's saying bleeding orange in the spectators, it's one of the few races, and correct me if I'm misremembering this one, obviously, um, it's one of the few races where spectators are allowed to help. Yeah, they have like you. You purposely start the race with like tie down hooks yeah. on the front of the bike, and they hook and pull you up. And there was one hill ride I expended so much energy trying to get up, and the only reason why I finally got up was they were pulling bikes up below and around me, helping everyone else. So they're running down to hook up oh, another bike, and I the tie down was next to me. I reached over and grabbed it, <laughs> <laughs> and I just I just ripped it out of the person's hand, and I was like, "Pull oh, you assholes!" <laughs> Like and I was even like I, I had I was saying like yelling like Helfsmeer apparently meant help me in German and Austrian. Yeah, yeah. So I was trying to speak their language, yeah. hoping it would work out. But oh. I can tell you something about Austria is that they have so many different languages. They speak something called uh, German Austrian or Austrian German, and that each place has their own. So if you go to one place, oh, it's, it's regional, regional dialect. Yeah, dialogue, like yeah. you can't go to the other one, and Germans don't understand Austrian. Yeah. If but, you're going to make up a language, come up with a better name for it, Mike. Come on. German-Austrian? <laughs> yeah. no, German-Austrian. It's, German, German it's called fucking, you know, whatever the fuck German- I say is. <laughs> Germitarian. Germitarian. <laughs> Shut That's up. That's what it is. Shut, Shut up. up. We just lost all of our you Austrian listeners. You only leaner Germitarian. <laughs> so, would you say that right now, Ersberg is like, is that the hardest race in the world? Or is there something There's, bigger than that you, you want to do? Ersberg's really tough. Um, there's a couple other. There's a really shitty one in Italy called Hell's Gate. Yeah, that I, I did that. a bunch, and I absolutely hate it. <laughs> it's cold and snowy. You and totally icy, did it and anyway. I'm from Santa Cruz, so <laughs> yeah. I don't like the snow. Yeah. And then uh, Romaniacs is something that really appeals to me. It's a yeah. four day, four or five day event, similar, but it's more about GPS tracking. But it's still really gnarly and extreme. Yeah. It's not so much of a, a sprint like Erzberg was. Right, it's like a cross-country endurance. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I think I've seen videos rough. of that one. It's pretty big. Um, and then the ending for that one is really rough. Uh, another Red Bull event in Turkey called Sea to, sea to Sky. Yeah. And it's a three-day event, and there's no overall winner. You can win parts of the day. So the first day is a sand race on the beach in Turkey. Yeah. And then the next day is a mountain stage race. And then the third day is you start on the beach and go to, like, I don't know how far up it was. It was like 8,000 meter elevation, so it's like 12,000 <laughs> feet or something. You start at the ocean. Okay, I just have to okay, ask. Okay, I have to ask. <clears throat> no, no. Okay, go ahead. 
Um, since you're going ocean to 12,000 feet or so, um, <laughs> most of these are probably not fuel injected. So are you rejetting on the way up? or I think you just blubber them out and shoot some <laughs> pre-mix out the back. Because yeah. Yeah. most everyone on, on a, an extreme enduro say the only way to go is a two-stroke. So you're just going to overheat yeah. on four strokes. And the added weight of the four strokes. So um, maybe you start lean. And then end up yeah. start rich. Lean, hope you don't blow up, <laughs> and then end up rich. Yeah, yeah. just so, carry an extra piston with you. I, and it, I don't think there's like true hill climbing stuff. So yeah. I don't know. I plan on going there next year. Hopefully, right on. The so schedules cool. work out. So, so all right. I'm dying to know how does this work. Um, who's paying your bills? Like, if for somebody you've established yourself, you've got sponsors. Do you just say like, I want to do Airsberg and people buy you a plane ticket and you have a crew that goes and, or is it a lot more complicated? So when I first did Erzberg when I was riding with beta and I was kind of one of their extreme enduro type guys. Mm-hmm. So they beta flew me out there and they had a bike and, um, some people from beta showed up there to help me. Okay. And, but there was only, I think, three of those guys, and one of them was from Austria that they shipped the bike to, and then I brought my suspension over and stuff. Yeah. So at that level, it's it's still really helpful and good, but it's like other people have to rent a bike if they want to go to Erzberg or yeah. those events, which... So you brought your shocks cheap. and forks up with you yeah. separately? Who okay. does your suspension? Um, now WP does my suspension. Oh, cool. Damn, that's rad, dude. All yeah. Right. Yeah, I was actually, um, yesterday down in Slow, I was talking to my friend James Banky, who he says he's he's worked with you before up here in Felton. He does, like, flat tracking dirt stuff. He knows who you are. <clears throat> I know. He's probably friends with Johnny Murphy, who I used to know really well yeah. from that area. Yeah. That's a small alley. So, yeah. So, I mean, you travel over. Do you, are you taking a crew with you? No, pretty much usually solo. Uh, I did the FIM Super Enduro Championship mm-hmm. last year. Which is the enduro cross of the FIM World, I guess yeah. World Champ. It's a World Championship, I guess, more or less. But we uh, we got some help from the KTM factory, and since I'm like a satellite team for mm-hmm. them right now, so we sent a bike over there prepped ahead of time, and then yeah. I had an outside guy. Basically, we my dad helped me. We outsourced someone to help pay for a mechanic for me at the races and to help out like what we did this weekend yeah. so it's not a full-time mechanic or anything and he went to all those series with me so it was just him and i going and we went to like germany poland brazil i'm all over the place so you've gone all over rental mechanic on race bikes Ooh, rental wow. mechanic i'm liking so, this career choice like um, um actually i got a question following up i'm um, going around the world um so what is your craziest on the road story oh good question craziest on the road yep, you're story. in the middle of brazil and hookers x happened and, and hookers and blow yeah, have you, have you had anything like your bike didn't show up and you had to like uh we've had some stressful moments but probably like the craziest thing wasn't even having to do with riding no it was x games 2013 in brazil and i didn't go out or anything the whole time and i think i got silver there i almost yeah, you got, got gold. you came in second i was gonna say and i watched that one like the very last night we were all there i was like all right because i was at a different hotel from all my friends and we're like, all right well they're all going out they went out like every night so mm-hmm. i went out with them and i don't know if you guys are familiar with the christini motorcycle mm-hmm. two-wheel drive. drive yeah all-wheel drive so he was there 
and we all like BS'd our way into some club that was like $60 to get in just with our <laughs> X Games. But look at, no, they said to come here. And, <laughs> and right off the bat, he gets like this huge. Like, <laughs> we basically got like he just gets a fifth of vodka and a bucket of Red Bulls, oh, and within oh within ten minutes, like everyone just gets one drink, and within ten minutes of leaving there, everyone or being there, everyone goes, "Oh, we're leaving," and I still had like three quarters of a bottle of vodka left. So then I shoved it in my waistband because you're not gonna let it go to waste. Yeah, <laughs> and then we left that club and went to a Red Bull after party, which just Red Bull does things right. And that was just insane. And good to know there was just <laughs> bottles flying everywhere. And that was a parting experience I've never <laughs> been aware of before. <laughs> and the next day, I felt so bad. And We're like ready to race now? <laughs> no, it was after the race. Luckily. Oh, okay. oh, luckily, but I yeah. probably didn't drink for a while after that one. <laughs> yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. I got a I got a technical question for you. When you like go to these countries and you know, like, you get like you said, you bring your own suspension. And does it take a little bit of time for you to kind of like break in the bike or get used to the beta that you were on, particularly your it, there's a is, or you just get on it and you're like okay this is my suspension this geometry is killer I'm riding it or does it take a little bit of time or yeah it definitely takes time no matter what even mm-hmm. if I put my bars and a suspension on the bike it yeah. still doesn't seem like my bike at home right. so you just make do with what you got and right. go for it yeah cool so you um you get you get some perks of of doing what you do, being good at what you do, mm-hmm. and one of them that I found was so cool. I wanted to ask you about the video that you made out at Salton Sea. Yeah, that place so, is crazy, man. It's like a zombie apocalypse. So, well, yeah. it, that's what this video was. This was for what Dirt Bike Magazine. Dirt Bike Magazine, yeah. Uh, it's called Aftershock, featuring Cody Webb. So you guys went out. Salton Sea used to be a vacation resort back yeah, in like, like the an oasis in 50s. the 50s. Mm-hmm. And it's basically been abandoned. It's like an abandoned town yeah. that's being just consumed by the salt and taken over. But it's still, it's like ghost yeah. town. Yeah, the and shores are made out of uh, fish bones. If you go to the shores of yeah. the Salton Sea, there's no it's all, sand. It's all just bones everywhere. Yeah. Yep. And it's not even the, the salt that's bad. They turn it into like an agriculture area. And it's back when they're using like, what, what DH. DDT, 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 yeah. So all this nasty chemical. So there was no, there's nowhere for the water to go. It was just a big dry lake bed originally when the Colorado River flooded into it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there's no escape. So the water, they would take the water, put it in the fields, and all this nasty stuff would just drain right back into it. Yep. So no. yeah, if you go on YouTube, check out this. It video. smells horrible. <laughs> yeah, it smells like fish. But it's and good it, for filming stuff. I, I, I guess the concept of it was this is the future and it's an apocalyptic time and and here comes this dude on a dirt bike <laughs> <laughs> and you got they just did they just let you loose to just tear up everything? Pretty much. I mean, we. Nice. I had been talking with the filmer for almost a year about doing something like that, and we we're trying to figure out where to do it, and then. I think it was like Metal Militia of all people or something did yeah. a casual shoot down there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I found our spot. We're going to coach this. <laughs> so they went down and they did a, a cruiser bike story about like gear and stuff. So they basically went down there for a touring ride and then took photos and mapped out all these places they wanted to go ahead of time. And um, I went down there and met him down there. Got, had like three hours of sleep because we had to wake up at <gasps> three or something to drive down there showbiz baby for the first shoot at like 6 a.m when it was still dark and 
you know, they basically just kind of let me go free and figure out what, but they had ideas and concepts because I had done some filming and did photo they, stuff with them before. Did they tell you to smash the fence? <laughs> oh, when I, like, I wheelied it. off yeah, of yeah, it? Wheelied yeah, wheelied off the fence and it yeah. just smashed. I think that was my idea or something. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe I'll just do a wheelie turn Good idea. This. And then I like how you, like, jumped up onto an old, like, RV. Yeah, mobile home. Mobile home and smash out the window yeah. with your rear wheel as you're climbing up the side of an RV. Yeah, basically, I just got to let loose and dropping down into a pool. Like, there's just yeah, we'll link that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put a link. It was to all it. permanent, of course, too. Yeah. So no. <laughs> <laughs> so do you? You get to do a lot of stuff like this. Uh, not as much as I'd like to. I I love doing that stuff, and it's it's so much fun. But racing kind of pays bills more than mm. yeah. shooting how, how cool many videos. days was that video that shot was in? only done in two days you'd be a hollywood wow. stuntman dude i was gonna say have you ever gotten offers to do stunts for movies or tv shows I, or anything i have not but maybe <gasps> this is something i need to so that, yeah. that's cody webb <laughs> yeah. trials rider and yeah. enduro racer i'm surprised racer. you weren't in mad max yeah. Yeah. hey exactly. that was my yeah, question yeah. uh what was your thoughts on mad max and the bikes oh, of yeah. mad max so Gnarly i loved the original yeah Mm-hmm. But they just killed me in that movie. Yeah, because I know what's feasible. Yeah. yeah. Oh right. Ah. <clears throat> right. Oh the uh, the the enduro riding, the yeah. jumping yeah. over there. Right. The oh, you talk about the movie in general. The movie yeah. in general was still pretty weird. Yeah, yeah. And right. those I was chicks were way too hot for that old man. I know. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, I think like the gas gas and the the ridge runners in there. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was. It got a little crazy at some points, but yes, I know. So, what is next for you to conquer? So, hopefully finish off this Endurocross season real strong, get that championship again, make it a two-peat, and next weekend is the next round in up in Seattle, and I got mm-hmm. two more after that. And you're current leader, so fingers crossed. I hope you keep up no injuries keep going yeah and i know that like uh taddy is your big nemesis but it seems like you've been uh pushing him out of the way yeah dude do, doing my best to do that lately but it must be awesome to have somebody who's just been up there the two somebody to really push you you know yeah and there's been a lot of other uh people stepping up this year actually a friend of mine who we literally grew up like 30 he grew up in hollister oh really so he's second in the championship right now (laughs) only six points behind me oh that's awesome yeah so it's cool to see that two people from this little area happen to be leading basically leading a championship series so you said that was seattle yeah, next weekend. Next weekend. So anyone listening to this up in Seattle, go check Everett out. to the Comcast Arena, I think it is. Check it out, guys. I mean, this stuff is exciting Can, can you watch any of this stuff live? Is there any way to, to... There's nothing live. They've done some live feeds, but it is really expensive. They're going to bring the truck in and everything. So CBS Sports plays them about like two weeks after. What about like Fuel TV? Ever do stuff like that? No, not anymore. I think it's just CBS Sports now. I got a question for you. Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> do you uh, do you ride anything on the road? I ride a road bike, as in a road bicycle. Those don't count. In tights. Wait, do you have an M1? No. 
Really? <laughs> you do? You're I blowing to? his mind. No, get out of this garage right Seriously, now. like, you'll be get surprised out. how many road racers don't no, I, have I, an you, see, you know, I know that most people who track ride or race or, you know, a lot of guys, like, uh, as soon as they get on the, the any kind of racing, they're just like, I don't ride on the road anymore. Yeah. Because yeah. it just doesn't have the same appeal. Well, and, same appeal and also casual injuries take them out of seasons. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I also I feel like you know when you watch football, you know you're waiting for the fight, or you watch basketball, and like the fight comes, everybody likes that part, and it's like the game's just whatever. But I feel like maybe with dirt biking and all the stuff that he does, it's like all the other stuff that bikes can't do. I mean, you ride on a road, you just ride on the road, you know. Well, you, car, but you said I, you, you gave it a shot, right? Yeah, so I gave it a shot for a little while. I had a dual sport bike. What which kind? It was a 1990 KTM LC4 with a left foot kick. And like a decompression release and everything. Savage. Is that the one that doesn't have the counterbalancer shaft? I don't know. It was a vibrating mother. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like the one. one. Yep. Damn, that thing. Maybe that's why I hated it so much. Um, yeah, but it would probably. just vibrate on the road. and I you can't I jump rode, RVs with it. I rode a friend's street bike. And I couldn't believe they sold them to the public. So it was too fast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, someone can literally have no experience and go down to the dealership and buy this 1000 you're telling me. Yep. Yep. So And that's probably why most of the injuries occur as they're driving home. We we've, we've covered this extensively on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. You ride it needs up to be the, like Europe where you start with like a 250 tiered license tiered yeah. license yeah. game, yeah. So you ride up the sides of mountains and yet when I said Mike and I were passing cars doing 100 on one, you probably thought I'm the crazy one, right? Uh, you are well, crazy. We know no, that's that. really not that that crazy. Yeah. But you guys are only passing on straight lines because he can't turn. Point You gotta understand, this guy mountain climbs on a motorcycle. That's exa- essentially what he's doing. <laughs> so when when you uh, you got a day off and you're like, oh fuck, I want to go have some fun today. You look in your garage. What do you pick out to go do that with? Okay, right now. Today I would go grab my mountain bike. I was talking about motorcycles. The only things that count. <laughs> oh. Oh. No, come on. Yeah, oh. Be nice. Be nice. Well, then I would grab my KTM 300 two-stroke and nice. Nice. Cool. tear it up. So tell me That's all what... I got right now. <laughs> okay. yeah. Tell me what the Tour to Idaho is. So I believe it's called the Tour to Idaho, but it's something I'm interested in doing if I ever get enough free time. And... I forget how many miles it is, 900-something miles, and you start, well, you can start either on the southern tip or northern tip of Idaho, but it's basically almost all single track through the mountains of Idaho. Dude, that's awesome. 900, 900, 900 miles, miles. So single track. track. And it's like minimal <laughs> minimal um, fire roads and stuff like that, and it's you have to do it depending on the season because a lot of mountain passes yeah. are unpassable. So, are you sure this uh, isn't what like, do you do for fuel out of curiosity? Yeah. I don't know yet. I, <laughs> I, and I, what's I something kind of crazy is uh, there's a professional ex mountain biker who's into motorcycles and riding and everything, and he mentioned getting like a group of some people whenever, if anything ever works out, and like mountain, like somehow like putting bikes on like touring bikes basically and yeah like mountain yeah. bike sections of it and wow right which would be freaking insane and gnarly yeah. i'm not ready for it but 900 miles a single i'm gonna have to look this up <laughs> yeah i looked it up one time at the website and it was it was a legit thing so that's like uh green beret training at that point and they're just like 900 miles single track 
That's pretty nuts. Yeah, I mean, obviously you go through like little towns and yeah. you go through these areas where you can stop off and you mm-hmm. know be something kind of like a backpacking thing where you yeah you don't have to be on the trail the whole time. Yeah, you obviously you're gotta, not race speed at 900 miles. Yeah, yeah. yeah like a I, uh, like a Baja 1000 in Idaho or something like that. You know, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. So, since we're getting close to wrapping up, there's a couple other things I just wanted to touch on. Um, so, Andy, who was our guest, our, our friend, a new guy in the garage last week, he was here on his BMW. Mm-hmm. He crashed. Oh, no. On Is he all right? Yeah. Oh, damn. What the fuck? Uh, he has a broken foot. Ah, oh, uh, shit. What happened? Andy. Uh, Big yeah, Andy? the guy used to have the CEM, and now he, he, a, he bought it. He bought an R eleven hundred. Yeah, well, he had yeah. a Yamaha in he, between that. He did the GS five hundred. Right. He met a guy up in the city who was too short for his RT. <laughs> trade. Who <laughs> traded him for Directly. straight over for the GS? Wow. Got an oh. RT. So he yeah. got an RT, a police bike, and um, he was here working on it. And on Wednesday, he crashed up on Highway seventeen. Somebody stopped, uh, and he put on the brakes and the abs is not activated i'm not sure why and he locked it up and slid 40 feet and broke his foot and god damn son yeah he's okay he just broke his foot though that's gnarly it's not fun yeah you realize how much of your body you use (laughs) but like no knees or anything yeah Yeah, knees would be slightly worse but um foot's bad especially like the metatarsal if it um the metatarsals are horrible. Yeah, you know, I know. They, I've been dealing with it for like two years, <laughs> and yeah. you just don't have that blood circulation yeah. to get it. To yeah, because you can get necrotic tissue on those. That's what uh, James has right now, and bone spurs start growing. Oof. Really? But yes. he's not the only misfit this week to get into an accident. Really? What the fuck's going on, man? Jesus. Come on, people. <laughs> so somebody here just got their learner's permit. Uh-oh. And on the same okay. Cody, the Cody same got a learner's permit. Wasn't me. And on the same day, Jake. God damn it, Jake! Tell us Sorry. what happened. I got my permit that morning, and I was riding around. Yeah. And I came around a turn a wee bit too fast, and I <laughs> rear-ended somebody. Oh, oh shit! shit. Uh, where, okay, dude, where that's the like the fuck fourth was fucking person after me to do that within the week. All right, okay. Where Just was so this you know. turn? Where were you riding? You know and you were on a in a car? The, no, I was on my bike. Okay. okay. She rear-ended. How horribly did you rear-end this person? On, on what? Bike. Not horribly. The Nighthawk okay. 250. Okay. All, All right. right. Okay. Where was Where? this, and what happened? Just kind of give us a quick rundown here. So I was really happy because I finally got my permit. So I was just kind of bopping around, and you know, I was being really safe up until that point. And uh-huh. I was. Yeah. Seriously. Well, of course. Usually of course. Like, up to that point. Yeah. Um, We're not in court. You could be honest. And yeah, I got comfortable right. and started. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, I got used to the back wheel skipping because the suspension is calibrated to my dad, who's about 120 pounds heavier than I am. So when I go around a turn too tight, the back wheel skips, so I give it more gas. Hey, so, that's kind of cool, man. I don't, so <laughs> I was training. coming around a turn. You know that turn by the L&L Hawaiian restaurant by the harbor? Yes. yes. So it was like 4 o'clock, and there was traffic, and I took it a wee bit too fast, and I gave it a little bit of gas, and I came up, and there was a stopped Toyota Tacoma in front of me. Yeah. And I wasn't going that fast, like, actually. And I rear-ended it, and I just took some paint off, but I bent my front fender completely okay. under in a loop. Her <laughs> front fender was 
twist it up like you know when you take a, a sardine can off and you no. twist the top off. It's really? an exaggeration. <laughs> the front, no, it was not. <laughs> it was folded back up underneath. It yeah. was full. It was folded. I saw it unfolded, and I definitely saw multiple ridges where it yes. had been unfolded. Okay. <laughs> well, the important thing is I got it unfolded, and all it took was you know some clamps and some hammers. Did you hit it and fall over, or did you hit it and stay up? No, I stayed up, but the lady That's was super okay, mad good. at me because I chipped the paint off her fender. Oh yeah. Is insurance involved with this, or she's like, oh, yeah. you damn kids. No, you know, insurance was involved. And while uh, we were out there working on bikes today, someone else pointed to the Nighthawk and said, what is that little that little thing sticking out underneath the foot peg? And I said, okay. oh, those are like little feelers, so if you <laughs> lean down too far, it tells you when you're touching the road. And I noticed how it was ground down. I'm used to dirt bikes, <laughs> and I, I lean it, and it... dragging pegs on a Nighthawk 250. <laughs> too fast, too furious, man. <laughs> Yeah, she's cruising hard. <laughs> I'm just gonna stop, come in. Stop enabling her, Mike. I'm gonna come in here God's and just sake. say that she's, she's leaning. She's You're not mugging like a motherfucker <laughs> and cruising hard sideways on that motherfucker. You let me ride pumpkin today. That's the biggest bike I've ever ridden. By the way, yeah, I was gonna was say, gnarly. yo, she got open. You should have seen the smile through that fucking helmet. <laughs> I was like, open it up. She's like, <laughs> like fucking in first right gear over the speed in a parking lot, but it was awesome. That's where all the power is, though. Yeah, that's a blast. Um, and we also had a well, new. We're guy. glad you're all right, Jake. Thank we had, you. We had a new guy come today, Nick, who promptly got dicked. Um, he <laughs> came on a, a TD250, a, a very sweet looking one. Yeah. He said it was a basket case. He got it for a couple hundred dollars, and he spent over a grand fixing it up. But here's the thing that concerned me: he came here for help on his spokes because he bought brand new spokes and he respoke the wheels, mm-hmm. and he. Um, he needed help. He needed a chewing stand because he didn't own one. And I'm like, how exactly did you do this? He did it on the ground. And he just <laughs> tightened them just enough. They all had that clunk, clunk, dead sound because he didn't know how much to tighten them. Okay. They were like hand tightened. Yeah. <laughs> they were the entire thing. He's riding it with these like hand tightened spokes. Oh, <laughs> Both nice. wheels are wiggling. So <laughs> I, we pulled down the chewing stand and I just set him to work. And I went over to one of the other bikes and I said, it should sound like this. Ping, pong. Ping pong, not clunk, clunk, clunk. <laughs> so he got to work, and then uh, Mike's wife, Mary, it's amazing. A pretty girl just, she, he doesn't even notice how she's like weirdly fondling and getting all up in his bike. He doesn't question. I just distracted him with, with other questions. With a two foot dick in her hand. With a two foot dick in her hand. Just saying. Promptly got it placed, and yeah, I got him dicked. And then I knighted him with it. <laughs> Speaking of Mary, Mary rode a bike all the way up to second gear today. She got for the, the first second time. gear. Yeah. Wow. Just saying. Just it was saying. awesome. She was nice. loving it. With the scooter? In heels. <laughs> With the night no, Oh, I, nice. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So we, we had good times, but now, Cody, you're making me want to go back out in the dirt again. Yep. Next camping trip is November 13th, and we're probably going to do a day trip before then because I need to get my suspension redone. Can we do like a rain dance or something? <laughs> we need. Can we do like a collective garage rain dance? <laughs> you just want to shake that booty. Uh, <laughs> I was going to shake it, sure. but come on. How fun would that be? Imagine all that dust turning into mud. That would be fun. That'd be a blast. That would be awesome. It's so fun. we got to get Lucas to come again and watch him swim in mud. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas and that Jake was together. So hilarious. That was the last dual sport tire. So do you know you when you have a new rider who doesn't know enough to be scared and they don't know that mud is like 
freaking out and they just set them on the TT track and they just go balls out because they don't know better. <laughs> on the TT track at Hollister, at Hollister yeah. in the um, mud. It was the, yeah. it was the vintage the, track. It was, it was, the, it was basically Last. a swimming pool. It was a vintage track, yeah. Oh, the yeah. vintage track is, at least it has sand on it, but the TT track is like death defying. Yeah, 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 no, yeah the, no. the, the it was vintage track. Track. Yeah. Her and That's Lucas fun though. It's not like the worst, but. Especially on <sighs> yeah on dual sport tires, oh, yeah. like shin deep Hooking mud. Up real good. God, that was such a blast. Yeah. So and um, before we end, uh, Douglas, we got a really cool email. You want to read that? We did get a good email. This is uh, from George. Uh, let's see. Hello, you have a great show. I'm a few shows behind, but wanted to comment on a few subjects. All right. <laughs> Harley riders. <laughs> oh, geez, we're going there. I'm a Harley rider, and damn it, I want you to know that I wave to every other rider on the road. I don't care what the rider is on, I love them all. All right. These so called bikers that stick their noses up in the air can just kiss my ass. All right. My uh-huh. best friend and riding buddy owns a BMW and wears all kinds of nerdy riding gear. <laughs> they, you I'm totally a, do. <laughs> in other words, an arrow stitch. I'm always <laughs> proud to be riding side by side with him. However, wh- sorry. However, when you s- do see us, you would take a second look. He's a true gentleman on a bike, and I'm his ugly, tattooed fat guy with a helmet on, spitting, chewing tobacco all over the road. <laughs> so a Harley rider. Yeah. All right. Number two, helmet Is law. Is he a dentist? Yeah. <laughs> Remember that he needs the Moto Bandito smoking helmet. Yeah, exactly. Just spit out we his can get him one. Chew, Wait, yeah. wouldn't the chew fill up the glass eventually? Well, you accelerate too fast, goes back in your mouth. Oh, just, oh. You just, you just unscrew right. it and pour it out. Helmet law. Remember that every time the government makes up a law that will take... Stop doing that. Not. Sorry, this is fucking horrible. I can't stop eating it. Remember that every time the government makes up a law that will take some of your freedom <laughs> to choose away. Uh, you will never get that freedom back, ever. Just wait until they decide to pass a law that every motorcyclist has to be placed into a gerbil ball <laughs> before hitting the open road, and you might change your mind on social and economic reasoning for safety laws. I'd read that once. I mean, that sounds yeah, good. Yeah, kind of gerbil ball? That sounds, like a, that sounds like a blast. Can we make them bouncy so we can hit a new each other? Ooh. Beginner starter bike. Uh, it had been 30 years before I decided that it was time to buy a bike again. Kids are grown up, and my wife... Sorry, my will to live has diminished somewhat. <laughs> you said, oh. uh, LOL. Wow. He says, LOL. LOL, dumbass me, went to a Harley dealership and asked the sales guy what would be a good starter bike. He sold me a 1200cc Sportster. Oh. <laughs> Next uh, our 1200? But in like Harley talk, it's like a 600 sport yeah. bike. <laughs> but still, that's a beginning rider on a 600 right, right. super sport. Thank God I lived that first year. Went back for my up the butt bike and got a 2010 Harley Crossbones. I never actually heard of that. Uh, another year and 20,000 miles have passed, and I'm still alive. Now, for the smart guys and gals that want to get into riding, don't do what I did unless you have a death wish. Instead, <laughs> listen to the people on this podcast and be smart. Well, thank you, yeah, George. Listen to our shit. Thank Just you. Thanks, thank thanks you. for the great podcast and keep up the wonderful work. Love you all. Be safe. P.S. God, you people look so young on your website. <laughs> Enjoy your I know youth, you're not talking friends. about me. <laughs> <laughs> or me. Thanks, thanks for writing thanks, in, George. man. And thanks for That's listening. Awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah, so Cody. Yes. By any chance? I know, I know you have like sponsors and shit, but do you have an up the butt bike? Oh, an up the butt bike? Yeah. It's, it, I mean, I hate to say it, it's going to be an orange bike, but I <laughs> rode. That's fine. Hey, did wrong did with I that. have to ride it to be an up the butt bike? No, no. I, there are bikes I, I want just to turn into a coffee room. table. I rode the new 250F motorbike from KTM. Ooh. Yeah. And it was awesome, and I, I don't want one of those now. It's crazy what they did with like a little 250F motor. And you went from a 350 down to 300. <clears throat> Two stroke. And now I'm looking at that 250F. Oh, 254. Really? Yeah, four stroke. And it has enough of the, the 
you know, the it's got enough. Uh, I was surprised. It's, it's a capable machine. And what does it weigh in at? Um, I don't know exactly. Okay. Probably under two thirty. That's insane. <sighs> that oh. What the hell? Mm, yeah. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah. This seat's That's way too awesome. small for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably like an inch thick. I, it's like a thong. Liza likes the 80s Honda. Yeah, it made, it's made of two by fours and fuck you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eliza can buy a banana seat and staple gun it to the seat. I want to put a lawn chair. <laughs> or a put, cot. Put one of the green chairs, the green lawn chairs on a bike. <laughs> That'll be perfect. So, Cody, again, I want to thank you for coming down. I know we've been yeah, chatting back and forth. Then I just hit you up out of the blue like, yo, dude, come to our podcast. Sure. And here I am. Yeah. I love it. But again, we're we're proud of you. We love how much local talent and history and culture in the motorcycle community we have here. And we just wanted to show off some more of that. Yeah. So that's really cool. And um, I know a lot of people I talked to that I was saying you're going to be here. They're like, oh, my God, Cody, I'm a fan of his. <laughs> That was really cool. But did you have a last thing you want to say, Not uh, Upcoming events. Uh, the Dirtbag Challenge is on the 25th of October. I'm just going to repeat yeah. it again. So. DBC. We're going to be down Whoop. there uh, recording a little show with a mobile. And uh, yeah, come by, say hi. Yeah, Doug, this, you, you haven't heard my plan. The yeah, cigarette no. helmet. <clears throat> so in two weeks. I'm chopped liver around here, apparently. Uh, <laughs> the, the garage is going to be closed. We're going to go to the Dirtbag Challenge. Um, Cody, the Dirtbag Challenge is up in the city. It's a low-rent chopper build off yeah you should come with us max and it's kind of like um an apocalyptic sounds bike event cool. it's pretty and cool. it's in the um alleys of the warehouse district it's like a, yeah it's hunter's point with San like Francisco. bands and barbecue and just people doing burnouts and wheelies up yeah the and, and boobs. your post-apocalyptic rat bike boobs. build off yeah yeah um so what i was going to do is i was going to take the jeep up to take some lawn chairs and stuff so we can set up a little camp like we did last year when uh, Phil and Emmy from Cleveland Moto came right. out. Yep. Uh, everyone else can ride their bikes up and we'll ha- we'll set up the Jeep and then we will use the Jeep as a little recording studio so we'll have the mobile recorder and we can take people in there and close the doors, drown out the the noise and do some interviews. Yeah, look for the t-shirts, um, swing by, say hi if you want to you know, say your We'll have two some cents. signs up. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to be at Dirtbag Challenge. Sure. So much fun. Yeah. And, Cody, where can people find out more about you? So, I guess Facebook is always a good viable option. That's where you guys found me. Yep. So, mm-hmm. Facebook, Cody Webb, two Bs. And uh, don't have my own website, but Twitter and Instagram are kind of what I tend to more. I don't you probably don't remember I didn't wouldn't answer you very frequently on Facebook. Yeah. Well, you you are kind of traveling the world. I get that. Well, I don't have the app on my phone because so when I got like, hurt, I just lived on Facebook and then I hated it so much that I yeah. <laughs> deleted it. And then I only have it just to you know kind of give people updates yeah. on what's going on. Sort of like hashtag Cody. So web. give them your personal yeah. phone number and email address. <laughs> Wait, no. don't you have a Wikipedia page too? I did not know that. Yes, yes that's you do. I am on what? like the, the salary. You. What's the thing like? what people make like oh really the faint like oh i'll have to look that up. but i looked it up and there's no numbers so i was like oh. dang all right no. See, people know me you're on wikipedia you exist i did not know that yeah really cool. oh, and yeah. if you do searches for like erzberg cody webb the red bull sites come up with you and yeah and i'm I gonna have... put my wikipedia page on my facebook so you guys can find it. <laughs> yeah. um i also suggest that you go onto youtube and just type in cody webb there's tons of cool videos including the aftershock video and um there's also the office i filmed with the same people a couple years 
prior, which is really cool. Ripping through an old or FMF exhaust factory, also. Oh, so cool! Cool. I've nice. done a couple fun shoots like that, and it's a whole different twist of what you normally see. Hollywood, if you're listening, we got a stunt guy here who can <laughs> yeah. do stunt shit. I also found some race video where you had a helmet cam, mm-hmm. so it's showing your perspective, but only reason i don't like that video is you never saw any other riders <laughs> <laughs> well there's a reason for that yeah. <laughs> it's like you make it look too easy man i'm like oh no he's coming up to the rocks and then you're like zing just right <laughs> across rocks it's like oh no here come the logs oh no he's right over it <laughs> you just float man but yeah so so awesome so everyone check out cody webb and and this sport is so exciting i know a lot of people know about supercross but check out enduro cross because it's it's the next it's the next step it really is i don't know what you could do beyond that but yeah thank you for coming down thank you everyone for listening and for people who are sending in emails and we love that stuff thank you so much sending our voicemail and all that um Zach, do you want to tell people where they can reach us? You can find us online at motorcyclesandmisfits.com, on Facebook at Recycle Santa Cruz, send us an email at recyclemotorcyclegarage at gmail.com, and you can call and leave us a voicemail at 831-291-5112. I think it's more dynamic if someone else does it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 don't learn it because it's just way cooler. If I you won't. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Thank or, you. So order so, pizza, Chinese. Order pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Pineapple. I heard there was a when I was gone there was a guy that ordered pizza. You had something what? to say, Mike? Cat did something to her bike today. Oh god. I dedouched it. The <laughs> the the previous owner had put like Texas stickers and an Italia racing things all over it and I just peeled them all off today and I put on the decal custom decal that I got so I dedouched it and then I redouched it <laughs> under my own accord. But it's custom. Sprinkled some vinegar on that thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Though. You still need a front fender, goddammit, it! I tell you what, if you're gonna ride in the, in the winter, yeah. if you hit you any rain, rich. you're gonna want a front fender. Yeah, I've hit gravel and that's like prickly rain. So yeah. well, we'll wrap this up. I'll come out and look at your douche stickers. Yeah. They're so on cool. that note, this is Liza. Uh, oh, Douglas. Yeah. Wow, you have been gone a while, Zadrin. All the time. Young and stupid. Cody. <laughs> I am still Zach. Mike. Meow. And that is Cat. And we are out. Cool, cool. cool. Oh my oh god. No. god. Jesus. <laughs> hey there. Lies, this is masticating. <laughs> hey there. Swallow, swallow, swallow. Working that gag reflex, Liza. <laughs>